TJs, it's Jo here, and I've just been to an event last night. Actually, I helped to organise it, and it was for the TLDC UK, which is the Training, Learning and Development Community, and if you go to tldc.us, you can go and find out a bit more about them. But we had a UK event that was co-organised with Cara North and Bethany Taylor, and they've both joined me for a little podcast to talk about the whole idea of the personal learning network, of communities, and the importance of getting together, networking and chatting to each other. So first of all, Bethany, tell us a little bit about you. Who are you? What are you interested in? And where can we find you on Twitter? Hello, I am Bethany Taylor. I work as an instructional designer for Ecom Scotland um, and we do bespoke e-learning um, development for clients as well as a range of other things. And uh, I can be found at Ecom with a small e, big C, underscore Bethany with a small, with a big B. <laughs> we'll put it in the notes. <laughs> um, so I can be found there. And what I'm interested in is a lot of things, but I uh, have a background in um, anthropology. So me is the study of people, how we work, how we interact in culture. Um, and I quite like obviously being a part of kind of learning. So I like to extend that into learning culture if I can. Thank you. Now, you've got an American accent, but... Yeah, so I do live in Scotland. I've been here for um, just over five years, so ha. Um, <laughs> I have, but I am originally from Portland, Oregon, so, you know, I still represent the States, kind of. <laughs> Thank you very much, Bethany. And also, we have Cara North. Cara, tell us, who are you? What do you do? Where can we find you on the Twitter? Hi, I'm Kara North. I am an instructional designer at The Ohio State University in the United States of America. I can be found on Twitter at Kara North, and that's C-A-R-A, North, N-O-R-T-H, like the direction, and then the number 1111. I have been in learning development. This is my 10th year, so I feel like a senior citizen, but it's all good. And you're only as old as you feel, right? And I uh, have been in um, both corporate and higher education. I have this even split right now. So five years in corporate, five years in higher ed. My corporate experience was mostly at amazon.com as an instructional designer and all my higher ed has been at the Ohio State University. And I'm very interested in figuring out how to better prepare instructional design students for the workplace. And I know we had a conversation earlier today, Bethany and I, with Donald Taylor, which was incredible. And I told him about this problem that there's so many students that actually go to graduate school for instructional design now, but there's not a big push a lot of times for them to build something. You can graduate with a graduate degree in instructional design and not have a portfolio. And I think that that is not doing a good service to these students. So I'm very interested in figuring out how to figure that out. And in my spare time, I'm also a PhD student in learning technologies at the Ohio State University. Targeted graduation date 2020, I'll be Dr. North. My God, I feel exhausted just listening to all of that. Um, so, so the event that we put on last night was with the TLDC and it brought together a whole load of different people. Lots of people that um, our listeners will know. So there was James McClucky from Good Practice because they actually sponsored the event, which was lovely. There was Marco Ficini. There was Wesley Atkinson. There was Leslie Price. Who am I forgetting? We had Julian Stodd. Of course. We had Tom Hickmore from Nice Media. Oh, Julian Stodd from Sea Salt Learning. Sorry to forget. <laughs> <laughs> we had uh, Jan Yellis van Dielsen, and I yeah. might have said that wrong. No, but I think you got it right. From A New Spring. 
Um, we had Anthony, John Kennard. Yeah, John uh, Kennard representing TJ. TJ, who are they? <laughs> uh, we also had a lot of great guests. We had Anthony Williams from Costa. Um, we had a couple of guests from Friends of the Earth. Um, so, I mean, we kind of co- conquered all corporate training all the way to third sector learning yeah. and development. It was a amazing mix of people and uh, information and perspectives. Yeah. Yeah. And that was one of the cool things. A lot of names we already know, but also loads of people, some of which who were completely new to the yeah. industry. Yeah. Uh, so third sector, like you say, or kind of the education sector and who would come along literally as was like a friend of a friend said I should come to this kind of event. So I'm here. I don't know what's going on. Uh, and that was awesome. So why is it important to go to some kind of networking event and that could be virtual it could be online it could be a linkedin group or whatever so why is it important to do that um i think gosh it's been um absolutely instrumental in my growth in instructional design um if you think about the amount of time that i've been doing it's not been very long um but i've been able to go really exponentially and a lot of that has to do with being involved in um, personal learning networks and outside of the buzzword that it's kind of become, it has been so instrumental in being able to open my eyes to new um, perspectives, new thoughts of, in ways of doing things, um, sparks of creativity, um, pushing for further discussion or further kind of study for myself. It's just been, I mean, truly what has kind of catapulted me in this career. Mm. And I've loved it and I wanna share that experience that's really lovely and actually chatting to Anthony Williams from Costa last night and he was saying you know how did he do his job 10 years ago 15 years ago when we didn't have the internet and the networking that we've got now so so a lot of the networking that we've got yes we can go to face-to-face face-to-face events like we did last night but so much of it is actually online digital through kind of different platforms and networks how do we do that kind of thing Great question. And I, one thing that I wish I would have done earlier in my career is take advantage of these networks. I, in the beginning of my career, I lived under a rock and I kind of kept to myself and kept interactions like within the teams that I worked on. And when I moved to a different environment in higher ed, I found that I was on an island by myself going from a a huge team to a team of very few folks. And I thought there's got to be something out there that I could get involved with and learn by and being able to engage people on Twitter. And I did not have a Twitter until two and a half years ago. And so if you are out there and you're listening to this and you're thinking, I don't have time for a Twitter, I don't want to do a Twitter, it'll change your life. And I really do mean that. And I really thank Mike Taylor for pushing me to get that and listening to him and him sharing his experiences. But what's interesting about it is people often say when they have their when they use Twitter, that they find knowledge in it. And I've been doing some research into that. And knowledge is kind of a blanket term that can mean a lot of different things. So based on some of the reviews of literature that I've done, I've kind of made four buckets for it. So the first bucket is a new skill. So you want to learn how to do something new that maybe you don't know about, you'll go to Twitter and ask for advice. Second bucket would be something that you already know how to do, you're kind of skilled in it, but you just need some assistance with it, so upskilling. The third would be social capital, so building your network, building your brand, getting to know more people in your field or maybe outside your field that could help 
change your perspectives or add value. And the fourth is curation. So being able to go through all of the content that's out there and being able to funnel it and find value in some of the content out there, that is a skill on itself, something that takes a little bit of time to master. But being able to go through that and figure that out, it's amazing to me that it's not just you anymore. Like you actually can use the brain power of others to be better and there's something yes there's something so powerful about that like why would you just want to limit yourself to your own brain why would you not want to throw out and and get more information from others so I just getting started with that has really really changed my career and my perspectives on a lot of things that I've done recently I really like that because there's so much that you can go out there and and pick up and learn and dip into those different conversations or Twitter chats and uh, and you can do this on on different platforms as well. There's all sorts of different platforms. Yeah. You know, there's LinkedIn, there's Slack. There's all sorts of communities everywhere that you can kind of jump in and join. So at the event last night, you were talking about social media, Cara, and one of the people I was speaking to afterwards said that you'd really kind of inspired her to have a think about going onto Twitter and and you'd shared a lot of stuff. And she was just having that conversation of, you know, how do I get involved? What, you know, why do I do it? Just those real first steps. So let's say somebody either doesn't have a Twitter account um, or, or they've signed up, but they kind of don't follow anyone. They don't really get it. What, what's the very first step that they can think about to see this magical world that you're talking about? The first step for, for me that I would advise them on is to pick what kind of organizations or what kind of topics are important to them. So in the United States, I think also here, um, Association for Talent Development, ATD, is very popular, and that's a association that I'm also a part of. I advise people go to the ATD website and you will see that there's a lot of blog posts and people will be posting things, sharing them on social media. Those people that are sharing that and commenting, those people are usually pretty engaged in the field. So start with those folks, follow them and see if they kind of go with information, share information that is relative to you. That's a great first step. If you have nowhere else to go, just start with those organizations that are important to your career. The second tip that I have is just start by linking it to your phone. I know that sounds a little bit silly, but linking it to your phone, seeing if, especially if you have a lot of colleagues in your phone, people that you've known throughout the years that are in the space, it will give you recommendations and show you if that person has a Twitter account, if they've used their phone number to verify it. And that's also another great way because a lot of times you don't realize that people like that are on Twitter. If you just have like a professional relationship with them and you're new to it, it's, it's something you don't often think about. So again, feel free to look in those organizations that you are a part of professionally and also the people that you already know but maybe didn't think about in a social media sense. Ah, thank you, Cara. And so, Bethany, you were talking last night a little bit about kind of culture, mm-hmm. and a lot of people go to the face-to-face events. That could be a networking event, like we did last yeah. night. It could be uh, like an unconference. It could be a conference or seminars or, or whatever they go to. What are some of the things they can think about in terms of their own development, and what do they take back to maybe influence the learning culture around them, or just their own learning culture? I think what's really important in a lot of this um, is difference in perspective. So as much as it's great to go into a room 
full of people that do the thing that you do and learn from them and learn from their experience because that's great. But also it's also really important to learn from people that you might not have originally thought of. So Mm -hmm. kind of like what Kara was saying, um, it's about kind of speaking to people that might have difference in thought process to your normal kind of L&D culture. Mm-hmm. So if you think about any type of community, they're going to have a culture and the L&D profession has it. I mean, you go to any big conference and you see kind of that culture really clashing and not clashing in a bad way, just really kind of, um, let's say, meeting uh, together. Um, and so some of these events can do that. The thing about our event, and I think it was as much as it was full of potentially L&D professionals in a certain sense, there was such a range of, of thought processes there. So we have, you know, you look at kind of Julian Stodd, who talks about kind of social leadership and social learning, and he has a lot of really great ideas about kind of changing that learning culture or changing the culture just in general to a little bit more social kind of thought processes within the changing nature of the world we have today. Um, and then you have everything to what even Tom Hickmore was saying about making drama or creating drama in e-learning and not just with video, but just the way of kind of structuring content and structuring your story. And I think it's that kind of range of, of perspective that's really key because it's going to give you those sparks of creativity. And it's certainly done for me. Brilliant. Well, thank you, ladies. It's been awesome working with you. I look forward to doing so again in the future. And uh, thank you very much. Bye. Thank you. Bye.